people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. We are in one of the biggest resort cities in Southern California. El Segundo. El Segundo. And if people haven't heard about it, they should come out to El Segundo and and see how beautiful it is. And what does El Segundo mean? It means the second. El Segundo. Oh, okay. So it's a second to what? That I don't know. (laughs) Okay. That I don't know. Well, it's really pretty. It's only a couple miles from the beach and we're here and uh, we're in training. Yes. And we're interviewing Linda Oakford a little later. Yeah, Linda Oakford. Yes. I want to call her Oxford. I got to let her know I that. know. It's not, that's not you nice. You know? Well, she has had a lifetime of living with a genetic disease, polycystic kidney disease. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that when well, she's Well, that's here. the reason why she's on Kidney Talk. Yes. Because if she's she got a connection. cirrhosis, she's on the wrong damn show. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner dates unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash original blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. Welcome, Linda Oakford. I want to call you Linda Oxford, but you don't look that smart. Lots of people call me Oxford. You can just call me Linda and make it easy. Linda. Now, Linda, I got to tell you, you do not look like a kidney patient. Thank you. I am. And the most unusual comment I heard about that, I went to get a proclamation at the city of Anaheim. And the woman said, for a patient, you look wonderful. And I wanted to say, so for a non-patient, I look like hell, but... <laughs> I get that answer. response a lot. You're a patient, you know. They think our kidneys failed, not our brain, and it's very frustrating when they think, "Oh, wow, you're a patient." It is frustrating. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. You know, it's always though. It's almost like a fraternity though. When you happen to find out that somebody's a kidney patient, you go, "Oh my God, so am I!" You I know? know. It's just like this kinship. It makes it right. like you exactly. you feel like you're at home. Well, one of the things that's interesting, you were diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease when? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, my family, it's hereditary on my mother's side, polycystic kidney disease or It's always the mom's fault, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew it was in the family, and I chose to ignore it. Like, you know, denial will work. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. 
1985, I was complaining about low back pain. And my doctors couldn't figure out, and they did scans and MRIs and said, guess what? You've got cysts all over your kidneys. And the back pain turned out to be the bad chair at work. I had no symptoms. And it was gradual, my progression, and it was so slow, I didn't realize it. So how many family members have had polycystic kidney disease in your family? I have lost 18 family members prior to their 50th birthday. I'm the first one that actually made it to my 50th, and I'm one of the few people on earth that was looking forward to their 50th birthday. But, I mean, did they not seek treatment for it? Is that why they died? They did, but I'm the next generation that's coming through with it, and the treatment wasn't available for them like it is for us now. So dialysis Mm -hmm. looked like a washing machine back then. My mom died at 48 because her heart gave out. Two of the 18 did try transplants. Neither of them worked at all. Really? Right. Wow. So it must have been so frightening because you're like, wow, that's going to be me too. That's why I said, don't don't tell me. I don't want to know. And then in 85, when they said, you've got it, I chose not to tell anyone. The only person that knew was my husband. And how Mm -hmm. did you tell him? What did you say? Um, Honey, we're having meat love tonight, and I have kidney disease. <laughs> now it's more like, what are you fixing for dinner tonight, and I have kidney disease. I don't cook. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was pretty upsetting. I was devastated, thought life was over, and was in a pity party for a while. And I said, you know, there's people that die in their 80s, have autopsies, and find out they have polycystic kidneys, so this isn't going to affect my life. So I'm going to ignore it. I'm not going to be stupid. They monitored my blood. They monitored my urine. And we just watched it until 1999, and I ended up in the hospital. How how bad was your creatinine before you got a kidney transplant? The last reading was 8.1. Oh, almost like me. (laughs) That's almost my exact number. Yeah. So how did it go about? Did they say, well, go get a transplant before and, and signed you up for it? Or were you close to going on dialysis? I ended up in the hospital in December of 99, and they kind of let me get through the holidays. Um, They weren't Mm -hmm. up front with me. They didn't tell me how bad it was at that time. And January 6th, I met with the doctor, and he sat down. He said, are we talking dialysis or transplant? And I took a deep breath and started crying, and I said, hopefully transplant. And my girlfriend had come to me Thanksgiving and said, I know you're getting worse. There's a reason God made us neighbors, and I'm going to give you a kidney. And she's the only person tested, and she gave me a kidney. Wow. wow. I mean, all you wanted to do was borrow a cup of sugar, and she offered a kidney. <laughs> I know. She wow, did. I wish I had neighbors like that. My neighbors don't talk to me. Do your neighbors talk to you? I think they're yes, afraid they of me. So that kidney disease, worse. how has it affected your life? Because people say, well, it, I'm not going to let it affect my life, but it does affect your life. Even if you had a transplant. One of the major changes or effects in my early life, because it was so predominant, I made a choice in my early 20s not to have children because I didn't want to pass this on to anybody else. I had seen so many people suffer in my family, and I thought it was very selfish of me to want a child of my own and to pass this on to them. And when I made that decision, doctors told me it could skip a generation. Well, we now know that's not true, but because of testing and ultrasounds, it may not affect my life, but I have to have it to pass it on. So um, they before said it was a 50-50 chance, and that's not true. Yeah, well, what about your husband? Was he okay with not having children, or did he really want a child? Luckily, I met my husband after I'd made that decision. And you told him up front? I did. On absolutely. the first date? 
Uh, no, it was probably maybe third. <laughs> no. Third date. No, it was further down. But we've always been involved with kids. We met because we were volunteers for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So there's oh. lots of ways to have kids in your life without having your own. And well, our little kids we were involved in, they introduced us and they stood up at our wedding for us. They were that's, 12. That's so funny because I, I was a big brother at one time. Were you? Yeah. And then the, the little brother that I was... You know, Matched he beat me up. And so <laughs> I decided not to do it anymore. I thought it was just too dangerous. Honey, did you restrict your fluids today? Yes, dear. Did you turn your back on potatoes, bananas, and avocados? I took a quick peek and then looked the other way. Did you eat all your protein? Lovely weather we're having, isn't it? Honey, you know you need your protein because of the dialysis. Having a hard time with the protein? Do you loathe liver? Are you baffled at the massive amounts of beef? Are you terrified of tofu? Then try drinking your protein, and I'm not talking about liver beef tofu smoothies. Protein powder that you can buy at your local store is perfect and delicious way to get that protein when you need it. Just make sure you read the label. Low sodium, low potassium, and low sugar. You know the drill, so next time someone asks... Did you eat all your protein today? You can say... Not only did I eat it, but I loved it. I had a breakfast shake, and then I put some in my coffee, and then I made some muffins with it, and then I... There are protein powders out there that have as much as 24 grams of protein in just one serving. No sugar and low in sodium and potassium. So drink up and be healthy. Baby, no, it makes you sad. And welcome back to Linda Oxford. Linda Oakford. Oh my gosh, Let's I did it again. Let's just stick with Linda. Linda. <laughs> and tell us about how you uh, learned about RSN, Renal Support Network. Well, I love my transplant team. And one day in the office, they handed me this booklet and said, here, you'd be great for this. Do this. They and knew about RSN. They did. Wow. They did. And it was a directory, a patient directory. And they said, you would be great to talk to other patients. So I said, okay, fine. I filled it out, didn't think a thing about it. And then there was a patient lifestyle meeting coming up and my husband and I signed up for it. We went to it. We heard mm -hmm. Lori speak, several other professionals, patients. And at lunch, we chose a table and lo and behold, Lori sat down next to me at the table and Lori being Lori said, <laughs> hi, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> And like how when I found you on a street corner and I said, what do you want to do with your life? I was selling bananas, right? <laughs> yes. And you didn't speak English. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you felt like one of her kids. Yes. So what does your husband do? My husband is a salesman for a major beer chain. So he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Cheap uh, drunk, though. Oh, Doesn't cheap, take cheap. much. Uh, and a major beer chain, that's, that, is that, you know, Lori, is that renal-friendly liquid? Well, you know, interesting, when I was like two and a half years old and my kidneys didn't work, they actually gave me beer mm -hmm. at the hospital mm -hmm. because I think they thought beer would help you go to the bathroom. Now, I don't think that's true now. They don't really think it, well, but that, that was a treatment they did in the 60s for me, if you can believe that. Well, they that got me drunk. The that tattoo. explains the tattoo, the Schlitz tattoo on your shoulder. I know, I know. It, it does explain a lot, huh? So when you went to this meeting, um, do you remember any of the things that stood out 
about that you thought had any misconceptions about other patients or that was a total eye-opening event my transplant team I kept saying why don't you get involved with the support group why don't you go and I envisioned a circle of people sitting in wheelchairs or gurneys and drooling and having the worst outlook on life sounds like my dialysis unit that was what I was afraid of Mm -hmm. these people were funny they were uplifting they told the horror stories and the funny stories. And I said, I could really become a part of this. This is a good thing. They all were a little twisted. You know, they all have their, how we deal with the bad things. We make jokes out of them. And this whole group Mm -hmm. did it. It was wonderful. So since you've gotten your transplant, what are some of the things that you've had to do? Like, do you have any uh, side effects from the medication or anything that, you know, other people should know? Because, you know, Stephen just got a transplant about a year ago. And there's probably things he doesn't know when you hit the five-year mark. They haven't given him that booklet yet. Oh. I haven't even hit the one-year mark. I'm still in seven months. Well, two weeks ago, I celebrated seven years. Seven years? You hit the seven-year itch? No. No. Well, so I'm your phosphorus must and be good then. what's your creatinine? My creatinine is 1.7. Well, that's pretty good. Yes. And pretty it was good. started out at two for the first four and a half years. And it's dropped after that. Oh, how do you like that? I fluctuate from one two to one eight. My last one was one point three. Doesn't that make you feel so good when you It does. You know, you get that little lab report and you're like, Wow, I can't believe it because you know, my creatinine's always been between two point one and two point four. And one time I got my creatinine back and it was two point eight and I couldn't sleep. I mean, I'm like on pins and needles. Until I had to go That's get it rechecked. That's the reason. Get the pins and needles out of your bed. You'll sleep like oh, a baby. It's just so frightening, that number. Oh, it's it like is. you're so focused on it. You know, it can fluctuate just because you don't have enough fluid in your body. If you're right. a little dehydrated or you have something going on, labs change and they use different equipment. It can fluctuate, but it's I can fluctuate 10 pounds on how much salt I've had. Now, speaking of numbers, you know, creatinine is not the only thing you have to be worried about. You still have to worry about potassium. You know, just because you have a kidney doesn't mean you're cured. Well, and it's funny with me, dialysis patients have to watch their phosphorus and not have too much. It's a big problem for them. Mm -hmm. I have a problem. I can't keep my phosphorus up. So do I. I have to eat things that have a lot of phosphorus in it. And I find that my dog's food is the highest, so. (laughs) What's your favorite, kibble and bits? No, no, you remember Gaines Burgers? Gaines Burgers. Oh yeah, they're round, they're supposed to look like a hamburger and you break them up like the dog. I don't even break them up, I just, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know, the first time I went to UCLA, because I had my transplant in another state, I went to UCLA and I see the, uh, the most renowned doctor, one of them in the country. And he goes, I don't mean to alarm you. He has this nice British accent. He says, I don't need to alarm you or anything, but you're having a heart attack right now. And I said, really? And they called the paramedics in and the firemen in. They took me across the street. But it well, wasn't, it was my potassium. I wasn't the potassium was too high. Well, tell us a little bit about what it's been like since, you know, you've got your transplant for seven years. Uh, how is your donor faring and what is she doing? Jackie now lives in Fresno, so she's about four hours away. Oh, I'm away. sorry to hear that. Yeah. When she tells me she's going to the city, I laugh because she actually lives in a small suburb, really. But every year we go away, normally I'll... All of us, all four of the husbands mm-hmm. are invited. But this year we decided not to invite the husbands. So her and I went to Palm Springs for four days to pamper each other. And she's doing great. She has no adverse effects. She does get tested thorough physical every mm-hmm. year. Um, she's had no side effects at all. She says she feels healthy completely. Now, is she about your same age as you? Um, let's see. I was 46 when we had the transplant and she was 43. 
Oh, so okay. close. Yeah. And yeah. did her family have any reservations about her giving the kidney? They were absolutely wonderful. Um, I personally talked to all of them myself and said, if anybody has a problem with this, if you want to change your mind, in the parking lot as we were going into the hospital at three in the morning, I said, we can go in the car and go out for breakfast and change your mind and I have no problem. So, um, no, they were all very supportive. Wow. And they consider me family now. I would have gone out for breakfast first and then had the transplant. Because <laughs> you can't eat very well. You can't eat for 24 hours yeah, before surgery. Yeah, but unless you sneak food in like I do. Yeah. Do you think it's really 24 hours? I mean, I think No, it's from the midnight. 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 I don't yeah. know. They told me 24. They told, oh, because they knew what a huge appetite you had. Yes. Um, well, so I want to know, what you, you're so active in everything now with your tra- What What are some of the things you do? I hear you you bronco bust. And what, what, what else do you do? I hear you scuba dive. I, we do scuba dive. In fact, the very first meeting with my transplant team, I said, okay, I know this is probably not a question you normally get on a first meeting, but we have a vacation planned in six months. Do you think I should still go scuba diving? And they said, can you scuba dive now? (laughs) And I said, yeah. And they counted on their fingers when we were going and they said, don't cancel. Six months later, I went scuba diving. I wasn't as lucky. About two weeks after my transplant, I had a job in in Chicago that I wanted to do, and they wouldn't let me go. Two weeks later? Well, Stephen. So tell us, uh, have you been in any feature films lately? Feature films or short films? (laughs) Actually, I have. I thought I recognized you. Did you look down when you looked to recognize me? What does that mean? My fat ankle. Was in oh, the movie. That was the sequel to My Left Foot. <laughs> My Fat Ankle. It was one of the warning signs of kidney disease. Fat ankles is a warning sign? In the sign? film you produced. Oh, Seymour Jones and the Temple of Chronic Kidney Disease. Yes, very funny video, and you could see it on YouTube. Just type in Seymour Jones or exactly. the rsnhope.org yes. website. It'll tell you all the warning signs of chronic kidney disease. So that was one of the most unusual calls I ever made. <laughs> I called up Linda and I said, please don't be offended, but do you have skinny ankles or fat ankles? And I said, fat and ugly. She goes, good, I need you. Can you be here Saturday? <laughs> she called up somebody else and said, do you have a dimple butt or a smooth butt? <laughs> and I said, that's where I draw on the line. <laughs> Glad well, I didn't anyway, get that call. Anyway, thank you so much, Linda, for being here. And it's been great. And you're at the pep training right now. I am. Are you learning a lot? Actually, I'm helping facilitate behind the scenes more oh, than I'm learning. behind the scenes. Yes. See? We have a lot she's of got show the business scenes. in her blood. She's behind the scenes. Yeah. Say cut. Cut. Now say it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Okay, goodbye. With the queen of hearts. And no one did it really smart. The joker and the only Did you go diving for real? You I did. I went diving in Aruba. I, I dived on a ship that wrecked, and so I got to swim around it. You were and on then, a ship that wrecked? No, I, I wasn't on a ship that wrecked. A ship wrecked, and it sunk to the bottom, and then we swam right. around it. That was, you know what that was? I think that was the uh, Gilligan ship. <laughs> uh, right? I don't know. It was pretty neat, though, because, you know, ships are great homes for little fish to swim in and, and you out. you underneath? And, I did. And did you know how to breathe through I the do. Tank? The only problem was is that, I had just gotten a transplant and when you take a lot of steroids it gives you a lot of you know a little bit more body fat than you're probably used to. Tell me about and it. And so Look at me. We're I on had video. To, 
I had to use so much weight to get down that when I got out of the water, body fat, wouldn't that sink you? No, it makes you float. I can float forever. I was the master treader in my dive class. (laughs) We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our healthcare team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Estellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.